Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite pirate podcast. How's everyone doing today? Absolutely Ooh. wonderful. <laughs> that's, that's what I like to hear. I mean, you guys are alive and significantly less dead than you were not too long ago. <laughs> always a plus, <laughs> minus the the black spots on your hands. That'll be fun for later. Oh yeah, um, that's right. We last left. <laughs> When we last left off, we were in a port, and on this, uh, the name of which you have not found out, in Montaigne. Arthur just picked himself up some new duds, which was difficult because we're in uh, Montaigne, so everything's super fancy, and he is not super fancy. Um, and so we're going to move over to Sinead. Remind you, uh, this port would also be a little bit alien to you as well. This is... Uh, an area of high arts and culture, and that's all things that are very important in Inishmore as well. But of course, there's a sort of, I don't want to say pretentiousness, but you know, it's, it was, the Montaigne have a certain air about their arts and culture that is very much on their own brand. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I get you. There's, there's hustle and bustle going about um, everywhere. There's like, propaganda posters talking about how wonderful the emperor is because that's what this society revolves around is this massive emperor guy um and you have the choice to spend your one wealth point on a purchase of any kind what would you like to do where would you like to go Sinead yes so Sinead wants a new uh knife she has she has a knife right now but it's kind of uh it's kind of old and uh not the best looking so i think she's gonna try to look for something like not not necessarily like expensive but like something new and maybe something like special or unique all right uh wonderful well just uh 
because you're lucky today, and also because it's 7th C, there happens to be a uh, a knife and dagger and kitchen knife and sword and rapier shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. It's with a bunch of ands, too. Um, <laughs> How long is the uh, sign? <laughs> it's it's very long. It's it takes it's up very, the whole side of the building. <laughs> it's just wrapped around exactly. Um, this is Montaigne. They're I've literally never seen Montaigne's a sign with a like before. <laughs> <laughs> they are the most extra country in Thea. It's comically overdone, and I love it. Um, it's all in this really curly key writing that looks like it took a really long time to paint. Too, um, it's a nightmare. Anyway, so are you gonna head over there? Yeah. For sure. All right. So you walk into this unnecessarily ornate building uh, with the very long title on the uh, painted onto the door um, to find it unlocked. And inside there is a man leaning on the countertop, tossing a knife up and down in his hand, absentmindedly looking off into space. Uh, so I'm going to approach him and say, um, uh, hello. I'm looking for something new, uh, a new knife. Um, so he, he's got this curly mustache. He sort of like twists it and then goes, how about this? And he throws the knife just right past your head and it impales on the wall behind you. And then he takes out one that looks exactly like it and puts it on the, uh, and puts on the countertop. It is a, a dagger slash throwing knife about a foot long. Um, and it looks like it's a pretty good one. It'd be an upgrade from what you got. I like it, but is it is it special? Uh, well, no. <laughs> looking for something special, are we? I'm looking for something uh, unique, you might say. All right. So he's rummaging through his uh, through his stores beneath the countertop right now. Uh, as he does this, he says, say, uh, that accent, it's not from around here, is it? Uh, no, you're, you're correct. Well, where are you from? Uh, I'm, I'm Inish. Ah, the Inish. And he's sort of a twinkle in his eye. Uh, he apparently is a big fan of your people. Um, he... Just as he says that, he takes out a velvet sort of cloth. It's soft. It's um, this was very deep velvet color. It's probably worth as much as the blade inside, actually. And lays it gently on the countertop, and he unwraps a silver blade. Very, it's sort of, I don't want to say, sort of dainty almost. It's silver. It's got the a semi-precious stone and a hilt. Um, and he says, this is one of a kind taken off of a very successful burglar when he was hung for his crimes. Hmm. I like the sound of that. Uh, and she, she's going to take it <clears throat> and kind of, uh, inspect it for a little bit. Are there any, like, uh, like imperfections in it at all? Um, <clears throat> he says, well, uh. I wouldn't say it's an imperfection, but uh, <clears throat> it's uh, this blade has had a history, and I want you to give me um, that's going to be wits plus notice. Um, he's definitely keeping something from you about this knife, 
and you're gonna have to get um you're gonna guess the wrong thing completely if you give me a zero if you can give me a one you can just tell that he's trying to keep something if you give me a two you can find out what it is if you get a three then uh we'll just bank it for later okay gotcha okay wow i gotta (laughs) i gotta take a second to make sure that i do this right um okay while Hannah's counting, I just want to point out that I was dying laughing when uh, the store clerk is like, yeah, like this knife was taken off a guy who was hung for his crimes. And Hannah's just like, oh, that sounds like really good. Like, that's a good sign. Or, this knife is like really <laughs> like, worth having. You know? It's like most people I feel like would be like, that's probably bad luck to take a knife from some guy <laughs> who got caught and hung for being an asshole, you know? Like, <laughs> Okay, so this is gonna sound like I'm still botching these rolls, but I, I still I got four raises and uh, I still have two more dice to roll. So I feel like what? <laughs> I got okay. two tens. Okay. I got two tens. How many? I got two tens. Okay, and I got oh, an eleven, okay. and I got an I got two elevens. So. Oh, uh, okay. So the math actually checks out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Nice. That's some real luck, then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I rolled two tens. I rolled a nine, a two, a seven, and a four. Wow. So the the maximum uh, the maximum efficiency then, other than an even ten. <laughs> yeah. That is so so crazy. and if we're doing exploding, I still have two left to roll. But all right, roll them. You're gonna want them dice for later. Okay, that's one more raise. So that's five. All right, you got three raises to. <laughs> <laughs> to save for the later appointment, you'll want them. So then you you catch him very clearly, living something out. I uh I think there's something you're not really telling me about this blade. He sort of shuffles uncomfortably, and then he goes, "This blade has had a a history of call it a curse." You see, it's extra effective in causing wounds to your enemies, but it also may betray its user. Uh, this is the blade of uh, the blade of betrayal, and it will every time you use this blade when you're inflicting wounds because it's one raise per wound. Every round, you get an extra, uh, you can inflict an extra wound. So if you spend three raises to get three wounds on your enemy, you can add in a fourth one. However, however, every time you, every round you use it, you roll a d10, and if it comes up with a, uh, comes up with a three or less, then you take one wound for using it. Okay. She says, And this hmm. is, this is not his Her. only knife, by the way, so if you want a, want a different unique magic item, I've got plenty of them saved up, but <laughs> this is okay. option number one. Um, I, I'll think about it. Do you got... Anything else? He's like, well, I suppose I do, you know. And then he he starts rummaging again, uh, and he's like, so what brings you to to Montaigne? I just uh, traveling, you know. Oh, he didn't like uh, didn't like. Be, be <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so why why did you travel to Montaigne? Oh, you know, traveling. <laughs> 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 just tickled me. I'm sorry. She's Bad not a great date. liar, okay? 
I mean, it's not really even a lie. It's more of just like... Why'd you come to Montaigne? Don't worry about it. Um, so then he takes out the, he takes out a, uh, a short sword and by short sword, I mean like a very short sword. Um, it's longer than a dagger though. So it's, this is longer still. Um, it is actually, it looks like it's in fantastic condition, although it does, it's not wrapped up quite as fancily. Um, he sets it on the countertop. It is a long, uh, steel blade with a simple yet elegant handle. And then says, uh, well, there's there's always this one, but uh, I'd be careful on showing, I'd be careful on where you show this in public. What do you mean? This was a, a sword of a revolutionary from the revolution against the emperor. And showing this near any city official will get you instantly arrested. But it's an incredible blade, and this will also give you help you cut up your opponents much easier. So it's another plus one wound for every round weapon. Uh, this shop goes, is dealing in some whack items. Like it seems like a lot of your stock should be illegal. Like you, you have the knife of a, of a famous thief and the sword of a revolutionary. He just and they see any of these. You walked in and asked what he had unique. I just I just love the idea of like the like the shop owner owns an item that it's like illegal to have. He's like, oh, be careful where you show this. Like, you could get arrested for having. It's like, then why do you have it? It's, it's like you're just on the street. Anybody could walk in here. Like, <laughs> just imagine going to the shop. It's like, do you have anything unique? It's like, well, this was John Wilkes Booth pistol. Um, <laughs> maybe don't go flapping this around. Yeah. Since you asked so kindly. Uh. <laughs> anyway, I did give her the option of generic throwing knife number three, just so everyone's clear. Um, yeah, it's also so, a copy of the knife that you just threw at her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Montaigne is amazing. I love Montaigne. If this is what it's like, <laughs> welcome to the land of my people. <laughs> I feel like Everyone's it's a super French extra. thing to that's, be like, that's what this, this knife, is. It's like a very French thing to be like, this knife was used in a revolution. Like, maybe don't show it to a cop, though. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she says, uh, I'm not too keen on getting arrested. What, what else you got? So at this point, he's like, God, like, what? <laughs> he's like, picky, picky. <laughs> so he's going to ravage through uh, once again and he goes, so uh, what are you traveling for? Like, what... Uh, what gets you up in the morning? Uh, you know, just to see the world, I, I guess. He he sort of pauses his rummaging and then says, uh, not much to see in, in my experience. It's a dark world out there. Believe me, I've been in some of the darkest places. Um, and then he's going to pick up uh, another another weapon. This is a rapier. It is uh, long and slender with a really, really nice handguard on it to protect uh, protect yourself during a duel. It looks extra lightweight, although still sturdy enough to hold its own. He uh, holds it in front of you with his hand just in front of the hilt to show that's perfectly well balanced. And then lays it on the counter in front of you. Well, how about this one? 
I suppose that there's some cursed history behind this one, too. <laughs> He's like, this is just a sword. What, what makes, why would there be, what, what about this implies there'd be a cursed history? Uh, that, that's what all the others got. So he's like, I mean, it was used to murder somebody's spouse at one point, but I mean, it's 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 a small price to pay. It's a very high quality sword. Uh, it'll also help you inflict more wounds to your opponent. Hmm. <clears throat> Not too keen on domestic abuse either. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the, the first blade. <laughs> okay. Um, so he... He takes the other ones back and then gives you uh, the first blade. It's um, it's you also notice that it's uh, the way it's put together was by master craftsmen in Montaigne uh, for the element of style, especially changing styles. I mean, a Montaigne will change their outfit and wardrobe like every six months, so it's <laughs> customizable. So if you would oh. like to to make adjustments to it later on you can because this is montane and everything's you know uh, uh bespoke i guess what what does the gem so, in it right now look like uh it is a deep uh, blue sapphire looking gem that's rather small cool that's that's tight yeah it's the it's the same sa- like sapphire color as the as the flag of montane with like the sun on it um anyway gotcha <clears throat> he goes that'll be i i don't one 50 gold please with the equivalent of one wealth point because we use wealth points now <laughs> yes i hand over the gold <laughs> okay so he um he he thanks you and says well i this is a good blade may it serve you well and betray you the fewest amount of times mathematically possible thank you sir use well um, and then he, he like, he smiles to himself and then, uh, opens up his drawer and then you can see like a pile of like some of weapons, like some of them look occult, some of them are bloodstained, <laughs> like it's a sketchy knife store. <laughs> um, as we s- cut straight from that to our friend Q. Okay. Q, how are you? What, what city in Montaigne are we in? Um, let's, well, you're, I was going to make you roll know this, but I also realized you're from Montaigne, so you'd probably I know. probably have been to all of them, all the big cities. <laughs> um, so you're in, uh, Paris. Okay. P-O-U-R-I-S-S-E. Paris? Paris? I don't, I don't know how to, how would you say it with a French Fuck, accent? I don't know. I'm just winging it. Oh, shoot. Me too. Well, it's funny because, like, According to most of the material I've read, it's John Wick does not care about people mispronouncing these because yeah. they're just bastardizations of real words. So, well, one of my uh, uh, one of my friends uh, who's from France said that like if you're trying to say things with a French accent, like as an American, mostly just try and you'll get at least fifty percent by pronouncing things the way you think a French person would pronounce. It's like that's half the battle. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's good. I really should have made my um, character also, Castellan. If it it'd be more, if it'd be easier to pronounce, there's Vergone, V E R G O G N E. Mm-hmm. Um, which one do you think would be easier for you to pronounce with your French accent? I mean Vergone, but 
Okay. And going to Vergon. I'm pretty. I'm, the map's not super clear, but that definitely looks like it, it should be Montaigne. So that's what I've been playing this whole time. Okay, so we've been in Vergon, and uh, Q is from Muguet. I think it's how you pronounce it. Okay. So, oh. Okay. I think. Yeah, that is the opposite port. Yeah. Um, that is on the other end. Perfect ideal <laughs> um, <laughs> there, in fact there's not even like the major road system stops in r whatever um which is like in the middle of the country so it's even like a back road to get to mugate yeah so i also start every session with one wealth point um so does that mean i have two now uh I mean, I only gave hand one, so can we? Well, at the end I of the guess. last session, well, you gave all of Well, it also makes sense. It all is also makes sense for her because she's like noble, right? That is yeah. true. You you are noble. <laughs> yeah, go to a well, bank. Well, I assume that it's more like uh, kind of what are those things called? Like the writ things, where I just do things on credit because I get my wealth from my patron. Right. Okay. That, that makes sense. So, yes, you have two two wealth points, Q, however you would like to spend them. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I definitely would like to go to, like, the spa equivalent, like, bathhouse, whatever it is. Um, just get cleaned, <laughs> get some new digs, get a massage. Like, I've had a really stressful, uh, indeterminate amount of time being dead. Also, like... Going around and talking to people, how long have we been gone? Um, you haven't tried to find that out yet. If you'd like to find that out, you can absolutely find that out. Yeah, like um, when I'm at the bathhouse, I will just uh, try to, you know, just make conversation, try to figure out what, you know, day it is, what is going on. Okay, absolutely. Um <clears throat> So you scan the uh, you scan the city for a bathhouse. You also recognize now this is stuff that Q would get um, because Q is from this part of the world that Arthur and Sinead might uh, not necessarily get. Uh, Giuseppo he he is educated enough he kind of understands it. Um, but uh, you are in the sort of the the bourgeoisie area. Um, you can definitely tell that uh, because Montaigne is an extremely classed society with a very rigid caste system that this is the wealthy part of town that's like a third of the size of the rest of the part of town which is two-thirds just absolute squalor um in the name of giving all their riches to the emperor um and so you are not far from a fancy spa house actually you're rather close to it and you can find your way there easily from your knowledge of uh fancy montane things yeah <laughs> I will do that. I am among my people. Um, so you make your way to this bathhouse. It is absolutely extra. Uh, the sign says um, the best bath bathhouse uh, for the only the fanciest people in this part of Thea! Exclamation point. Um, I feel it's like not these... neon because that hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> I feel like I imagine these being like German names. Like there's just like a German word for the bathhouse for the fanciest people in all of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no uh, spaces either. Nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> well, it's a, it's a port city, so, like, if you go into, like, a... Like, this is where, like, sailors and pirates and such hang out, you know? A lot if of you go into, like, a... Yeah, if you go into an inland city, it's, it's like, 500 miles of farmers and then a sprawling metropolis of, like, bouginess. This is... <laughs> Uh, we're in most Eisley spaceport, um, <laughs> if you want to, anyway, <clears throat> but even the, uh, even the towns on the ports to cater to the, uh, to the needs of sailors, travelers, and vagabonds has fancy people living here. And so you're arriving on this ridiculously extra bath and spa house. It is made mostly of marble, actually, <laughs> in every excess possible. Um, you can very clearly tell that this is a place where the duke of this uh, duke of this area has visited and likes to visit quite frequently. So um, all of the people's tax dollars went into making this place look great for him. You love to see it. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and people wonder why there's a revolution in Montaigne. So you walk your way up to these large oak doors embedded in this beautiful marble. Uh, there is a bright silver knocker. I knock the knocker. All right. Except that's uh, probably not exactly what it sounds like. I don't know. I can't do acoustics. Anyway, so uh, an attendant opens the door. Uh, she looks like she's about you know about 30 years old. She's got hair in a tight bun, and she is wearing a large, elegant, uh, but yet relatively simple white robe. And she says, uh, and what can I do for you? Uh, yes, I would like to patronize your establishment. I have had a very rough time at sea and uh, need to recuperate. She says, oh, well, you, you look like you've been dead. And she chuckles to herself. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, but she oh, says, but the- <laughs> so not very polite. <laughs> yes, dear. Um, clearly you look like these- you've been in a grave. Oh my God. I like, feel like these are I've- not people known for their tact. <laughs> clearly not the upper class of Montaigne. Clearly a servant <laughs> who will be reprimanded. <laughs> um yes she is she is clearly i mean she's wearing a plain white robe this is about as servant as it gets um but she's still she says well i am afraid to tell you this bathhouse is only for the nobles and above unless you can prove you're of noble birth i roll my eyes i assume i have some sort of family crest thing i just keep on me because i'm not about to pay for shit I I didn't I don't I mean I've, I didn't ask I mean if you if you do have one then I'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, I have um. Well, I I mean I'm just gonna make it up. You can call me out if I don't theoretically have this thing. But uh, I assume Q doesn't ever really pay for things. Like always, they just put it on a tab and it gets paid for. Um, <laughs> So. Yeah, well, so the your port and the ports are incredibly well documented because of their noble birth and their power. So yeah, if they if you can prove that, like they know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. They'll charge your family for it. Oh, so yeah, if you don't mind fine. your family getting a bill, okay, <laughs> just so long as my clear. family takes care of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, 
actually, I'll just say, um, my name is QLA from Yuge. I um, she oh sorry continue. Is it, I unfortunately have lost very many of my things out at sea in a terrible shipwreck, and I would very much appreciate if you would let me into your establishment. Unfortunately, I do not have documentation on my person at the present. Um, she well, you gave her your full name, and for those of you at home, that's Q's last name apparently. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she uh, says, one moment, please. And she goes and grabs uh, a book, comes back and starts leafing through it. And then she finds your name on a list because, of course, they have a list of the important people. Yeah. And says, my apologies. Right, this way. And then motions you into the bathhouse and shuts the door behind you. Yeah. And, like, because of Q's whole thing, I assume, like, pretty easily recognizable <laughs> among the elite of Montaigne and the aristocracy. Uh, absolutely. Um, the, the name of Q has been brought up at all of the fancy parties. <laughs> um, so all, most good things, most not good things. You know, I know that's mathematically impossible, but mixed reviews, um, of course. So you head into the bathhouse and... Um, there's a giant marble uh, mosaic in the marble of the uh, emperor Leon Alexander and all of his glory with his massive, ridiculous wig. And uh, you are shown into a communal uh, bath that is bubbling and it looks like it's very hot and very cleansing and very comfortable. Awesome. Yeah. I'm getting on the bath. All right, and on either side of you are some nobles chatting about how dirty and filthy and terrible the peasants are. <laughs> Not wrong. Um, I would also <laughs> like to uh, summon uh, the woman and see if I can go about getting um, a tailor nearby to make me some new clothes because my clothes that I'm wearing now are pretty shot and gross. Absolutely. Um, so she goes and finds a tailor. Your wish is her every command because of her status in this country. Uh, one of the nobles looks at you and he says, so you, uh, what brings you to our little town? Ah, um, you know, just, uh, passing through. I've been at sea for quite a long time. Yeah, he says, uh, the word back in, uh, uh, back in the big cities, is the queue has been gone for what was it? A year now. A year. My goodness. Uh, uh, also, is that like gone from like when I left, or like gone as like I was not intending to be gone for a year? <laughs> you were absolutely not intending to be gone for a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You left like in your oh. guys's heads like a week ago. Oh shit. Oh, we've been time moves differently in the land of the time moves differently there. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Like the the camera pans to Arthur and uh, and Sinead like (laughs) like clutching their heart like in that Yoda meme with like the (laughs) exclamation point over their head like just now realizing something. (laughs) Like somehow through the 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 mysticism of Seven C, you guys are slowly realizing that it's been a while. Um, yeah, I just assume uh, Q is just <laughs> making the surprised Pikachu face. 
but like very much trying to hide their surprise at finding out they've been gone a year because you know would rather not just trying to withhold as much information as possible in every societal interaction as you do as a courtier um (laughs) by the way arthur does want to find q again this is unrelated (laughs) to this conversation but let's just say for the sake of argument that he's trying to move back towards finding her because he has no money in this place (laughs) um so uh arthur blasted through all of his money on some mediocre duds and um you find uh arthur you can pretty easily find giuseppo waiting um impatiently outside of a bathhouse but before we get there, we're going to finish up with Q. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, to be honest, it was not easy sailing. There was a while when I could have sworn I was dead. Um, but I am back now. Just got back um, today. <laughs> uh, he says, well... <clears throat> You've missed a lot in your absence. I I hope that you... Well, never mind then. And he, he stands up and he gets out of <laughs> out ah. the bath, wraps a towel on himself and leaves. Um, it is getting uh, dark and the servant returns, uh, says, uh, Q, our bathhouse is closing. Um, please, please direct yourself to the exit. But first, I have your new clothing. And uh, she presents Q with a gorgeous um, set of clothing, a loose-fitting but well-tailored shirt, um, some uh, high-quality pants, a a dark leather belt, and uh, various accessories, uh, headbands, jewelry, etc., Welcome back, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a good week. I'm having a good week. I finally got my move done, and I'm very excited to be in my new place. But yeah, let's get into announcements for the week. Shout out to Rob again for editing this week's episode. I very much appreciate all the help he's been giving us. Another shout out once again goes to Will Savino for providing the music for this episode. The links to his Patreon and the song titles will be in the episode description. You can find our socials on Twitter and Instagram at Guildfellows. You can find our merch at merch.guildfellows.com. Find our Patreon at patreon.com guildfellows and go check out all those links to see what we're doing, what we're up to, and what you can get to help us out. <laughs> The link to join our Discord server is in the description. We've been doing some game nights recently, and I think we have some more coming up. So if you want to be a gamer and come game with us, uh, come join us. Come join our Discord. Please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser so we can grow and be seen by more people like you and just boost our numbers. (laughs) The next episode will be out. I don't have my calendar up. What's next week? August 5th. (laughs) The next episode will be up next week, August 5th, next Wednesday. Uh, We hope that you're loving this campaign. It's been so fun to record. We love it so far. Um, But yeah, thank you all so much. We love you and I will see you next time. 
Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, it's very, like, it's probably not as flashy as, like, the flashiest aristocrat clothing, but it is very expensive looking. It's something that a peasant would never be able to oh, afford. Oh, of course not. <laughs> um, uh, so you you change and you exit the bathhouse? I change and I else need to do? exit, um, yeah, and if I've been here before, I may know of a place to lodge for the night. Uh, yeah, you absolutely would. So, well, you, you would know because you've, you've been here on like a a summer vacation. Um, cause you're rich. (laughs) That's what rich people do, I think. I don't know. I wouldn't know. So you exit the bathhouse and find... Rich people absolutely summer in the south of France. That is, that is a thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so you find Arthur and Giuseppe waiting impatiently outside the bathhouse, arguing with somebody about what nobility is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Arthur said yeah. something about being earned, and then the, the servant says something about being bored into. Um, and then in, in this ruckus, Sinead um, is close by uh, exiting the world's sketchiest knife shop. And you guys are all within eye distance of each other. <laughs> Bonjour. Hello. Have a nice bath. Uh, actually, yes, it was very lovely. I feel incredibly rejuvenated. I'm glad. I just got some new clothing, and Sinead looks like just bought something sharp and pointy that I'll have to take away from her later. Um, <laughs> Try me. Later. Um, <clears throat> so I also love the fact able- that... Oh, sorry, I, I was go saying it, it says Arthur it. and Sinead are like covered in, and Giuseppe are covered in death. <laughs> and that's cute. You, just who's gleaming. Fresh as a daisy. <laughs> There's like a little bit of lavender wash from like the oils and stuff post bath. Little perfume. I mean, Arthur changed clothes, you know. He made it happen. Um, has anybody been able to figure out for how long we've been gone? Uh, yeah, apparently about a year. A year? Uh, yes, about a year. That's a bit problematic. Yeah, it's not ideal. How do you know? So you see Giuseppo's face sort of fall, by the way. Continue. Uh, there was someone um, I ran into who knew someone who knows me who uh, mentioned that a lot has happened since I've been gone, which is discouraging, to say the least. Well, on the one hand, that's bad. That's very bad for all of our responsibilities. On the other hand, having been 
gone and effectively dead for a year does have some freeing elements to it. In so, what way, possibly? Well, if anybody had any grudges, they now think you're dead, which is nice. Do people um, have grudges against you? <laughs> this is... No, 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 stop, stop. What? Who wants you dead? <laughs> well, there's, there's some various people around the continent that perhaps do not like me or my kinsmen. And Montaigne is not the most dangerous place in the world for me, especially now that I've been dead for a year. But, but it's not necessarily the safest country I could be in, in all things considered. As, Sounds like uh, you did something Arthur, to yeah. to make them pissed. I've, it's politics. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, I love talking politics. Oh no, it's so unfortunate. It's exactly why I can't tell you anything political. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anyone if you tell me not to tell anyone. I don't believe that. I trust you, but I don't believe you. Um, in any case... What do we do now? Giuseppe asks, you know, does, uh, does anyone have a place to stay? I mean, I know of uh, a place that I usually stay when I visit here. I don't know if you all, I don't know if it's your um, vibe. <laughs> I guess someone Googled the Thayan word for vibe. Um... Giuseppe goes, yeah, to be honest, uh, anywhere is better than uh, than stowing away in, on a ship or sleeping in the back of somebody's barn with the animals. Yeah, um, the thing is, and I don't, um, I don't want to be rude about this, uh, it's a very nice establishment. Um, I could probably get you in. You might not be able to, like, come through the front door. I might have to, like, take you up the um to the back i mean like um, they, they account for these sorts of things people have all sorts of visitors but uh you know like for appearances now is it uh, possible that we could just find a regular inn or tavern to stay in we don't have to go to whatever palace you have in mind surely uh, uh q you know that you will actually have to pay money if you go the one that isn't under the rule of like a noble birth person yeah, um, I've honestly never really just stayed at a tavern before, um, you know, with like <laughs> people. <laughs> so if that's something that you want to do, um, I feel free. But I feel like you know, as far as new life experiences, I just came back from the dead, so I don't um. Don't know how adventurous I'm feeling right now. Right. Well, you're the one paying for the lodging anyway, since none of us have cash viable in your country. So uh, lead the way, I suppose, and we'll climb in whatever servant hatch we need to to meet you inside. So, uh, Q, you lead the gang over towards uh, the, your favorite summer hotel. It is massive. It is made of some very expensive-looking wood. And it is at least four stories tall, which in this day and age is pretty impressive. Um, you find uh, find several ways in. You find the front door, of course, which you can enter in. 
Um, there is people sending uh, fresh laundry in and out, or dirty laundry out, to change all the bed sheets for the patrons. There is uh, the uh, the chef's quarters uh, through the kitchen, and there is also um, any number of secret passages because this is a hotel in Montaigne. How would you guys like to sneak in? Um, I think I will first like to personally just go in and make myself known and then sneak them in. You know, like, I, we're not all, all right. like, try, like, I mean, at some point I'm going to need, like, a room and a room key and shit. I'm not going to squat. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Q, you enter in um, to try and get your friends a place to stay, and the person behind the desk says, uh, what is this? How are you? Welcome to our establishment. In a, a really, really fake French accent. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of the, the the Bam Bam thing where Justin is doing the Amelie accent. <laughs> Amelie, Amelie, I am Amelie, I am Amelie. I live on a spoon uh, or something. <laughs> in the sewers with the Rat King. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> hello, it is always a pleasure to see you. Um. Uh. <laughs> he's like and you as well we must catch up sometime oh for sure uh, you guys have never actually seen oh, each other not. by the way but continue <laughs> okay uh, i hate this country continue <laughs> this is my favorite terrain give me meaningless pleasantries <laughs> give me networking i love it <laughs> um i can't wait uh, to learn the theocracy of castile but continue <laughs> uh Yes, I was uh, hoping for a place to rest my head. Also, if you um, had any, um, like, that's, what's the word? Um, parchment, uh, ink, I just need to write a few letters to um, some people while I'm here as well. He says, uh, oui, oui, my, my friend, I don't, what's... French for friend. I don't know. Anyway, so he Mon takes ami. out the parchment. Mon ami! That's, that's what it was. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he hands you the uh, parchment, a, a room key. Um, he recognizes uh, he recognizes who you are, although you never actually met because, again, you're Q. You know, you're, all the nobles know I mean, each other, honestly, especially the famous like, sorcerers. It's their job to be able to recognize aristocracy on site. Like, you don't want to offend me. Right. Exactly. I don't need to know or you could get your head chopped off. They should know who I am. <laughs> True. There's like a, there's like a, ask her who she is. And oh. <laughs> she'd be like, oh, do you not know? You know, gloves off. Like, <laughs> gloves off slaps you in the face with the glove. Um, so, <laughs> so you have the key and you have the parchment and you have the, uh, the quill and, every, and an inkwell. Okay. I uh, will go up to the room, get things settled down, and then come back to sneak in my friends from the inside. <laughs> like I will like, he says, go out. Well, like, don't I'll get caught then. I didn't say that. <laughs> that was me telling you, Brennan. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> I mean, he's he's not going to tell a noble what to do. So if you stay up seven and sneak in my friends, he's going to be like, I'll make sure the guards don't check for you. I mean, he's what's he going to do? Like, <laughs> oh, that's you so can try have his head chopped off. Uh, like, this no, is like, I don't think you're getting the power dynamic here. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll say um, I have some guests who will be um, coming up with my room. Please allow them to enter and exit. They won't break anything. Probably. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> yeah, but of course, now we'd prefer that your uh, that your your peasant filth don't enter in through the front door. Um, just appearances. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I will. Um, I will make them unseen. So... I just don't want them to get their head shot off in the middle of the night. <laughs> um. So you guys go into the alleyway, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, through the alleyway, back through the kitchens. Q has probably snuck people in here before like this. Snuck is like in air mm-hmm. quotes. Um, so they know <laughs> how to get through, get up here. So the uh, when you would go through the kitchen, the kitchen even like starts scrubbing the place really nice for the, the people like uh walking through like they're, they're very used to people sneaking into this yeah. inn <laughs> they offer hors d'oeuvres as you guys pass through <laughs> i'm gonna like wave you know pleasantries to like the chefs who've probably worked here their whole life and so have probably been dealing with my <laughs> shenanigans since i was a kid <laughs> and i was like well this and just they happens. they give it they give a deep bow and give you all some uh some hors d'oeuvres um all of them. There's like five of them, and they're just throwing food at you, um, <laughs> like like, like flower guys... petals. Like they're throwing shrimp from bowls <laughs> and just making it rain. <laughs> um, There's no guys... shrimp. Come on, it's <laughs> So you make it up to uh, the hotel rooms. Um, there is one room, but it's uh, divided into like two seconds, like a suite, two bedrooms, and like a suite in between with a. Uh, with another bed in it there are four beds total um there's two in one room one in another and then there's that one bed in the suite so in the three compartments um it's a very overly lavish area there's literally rose petals on the floor i'm sorry brennan you missed the opportunity for and there was only one bed (laughs) absolutely not i am DMing this campaign and i will decide what we do (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I I don't well, want to say it anymore because of that comment, but uh, is there a bath that Arthur could use somewhere? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, there's a bath. Uh, there's like a bath and um, a closet, all sorts of amenities attached to the the room, like the the suite room, um, as well as like a chessboard and all like all the random ass things which people have. All right, so Arthur uses the bath, and he already has his new clothes. So now we have two out of the four of you, fresh as a daisy. It is getting very late. I um, um Sinead's gonna look at the chess set because she's never like looked at one this fancy before. <laughs> uh oh, this is hand carved. It is like it's like slightly it's just like paint on it, and you're like, what? Uh, do you know how to play? Uh, no, I know how to play checkers, but I've only watched uh, people play chess. In Montaigne, checkers is known as the peasant game, but continue. <laughs> uh, checkers is definitely more fun, but uh, 
lots more simple. Do you want to learn how to play chess? Uh, sure. Uh, so Q, you're going to have to teach, uh, give me wits plus scholarship. And uh, Sinead, you're also going to roll wits plus scholarship. But here is the thing. Um, the maximum amount of raises that Q gets is the maximum amount that uh, Sinead can get. So if Sinead gets gotcha. five raises, but Q is a really oh. bad teacher, that's just it. So you're going to need at least two raises to get to learn to play chess. If you get to learn, if you give me three raises, Q, um, then, uh, then Sinead can roll up to three, which would mean she's like suddenly really good. And four is like other mastery for no basically, basically no reason. She's like a natural and I'm a gifted teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not roll very well. I got one raise total. Uh, <laughs> I got two raises. All right, so Q, you teach Sinead well enough for her to learn, and Sinead's just not picking up what you're throwing down. She is not smelling what you're stepping in. She is uh-huh. not getting this at all. Um, but that's okay. Kings and queens this is made for, for pretentious people that don't that don't live in the darts like the rest of us. Well, I mean, the purpose is that the king and the queen have all of the power, so they're trying to defend the kingdom. It's like a war, you know? But the pawns are the ones doing the most work, yes? I mean, that's They just should be the they're... most important piece. <laughs> I mean, that's just because they're moving, but the pawns can only really do one thing, which is basically just die, so... But there's the most of them, so they can overthrow the king and the queen, correct? Well, I mean, they could, but evidently you're not very good at chess, so that did not happen. <laughs> Um, Both of you are silly. <laughs> Arthur walks in. Uh, and neither of you are particularly good at chess, as it seems. Uh, <laughs> Arthur is like steaming from the bath. He's like shirtless, and he's like, "What in the world is this?" Uh, Giuseppe is already snoring on the bed in this room. By the way, um, one of you guys can take the suite. I'm like, in. Sinead th- gets up and goes into the suite and slams the door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was not finished talking. God, I love a teenager (laughs) on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, She's upset because she doesn't know how to play chess. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Arthur just looks at Q and is like, so you beat her in chess. I mean, I wasn't like actively trying to beat her. I was trying to teach her how to play, but uh, she's not instantly good at it. So I guess she's mad about that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, I was thinking... I think Sinead and I need to take a boat back to uh, Avalon at some point. I don't know what you're going to do now that you're in Montaigne. And I guess we don't really have much to do. I just know at some point I need to talk to my elder knight about what exactly it is I'm supposed to be doing now that I've lost a year of my life. Right. Um, Well, I would very much like to tell my family that I am not dead. Um, How far away is your home from here? It's on the other side of the country, but actually it is just across the channel from Avalon, so I can get there very quickly. Um, I do not think I have the ability to take more than one person with me. Hmm. Why is that? Would it be difficult to travel with two foreigners through the country? Oh, no, I mean, I... Before... You can answer. A bottle, a flaming bottle, shoots into the room uh, and starts uh, and ca- starts catching the rose petals on fire. 
Christ alive, the room's on fire. Sinead swings the door open. Oi, you two making a mess in here. I'm gonna try and like bat out the fire with a, a blanket and say fucking peasants. <laughs> more more start th- uh, going in the room. Those peasants that <laughs> the peasants you're referring to are screaming and shouting outside of outside the window. It is in the pitch black of night. There's torches and there are pitchforks and it's a whole ruckus. You can see through the door that Sinead threw open through the window in her room. The city is alight and on fire as these uh, sort of Molotov talk cocktails and uh, bits of hay and everything flammable is being thrown into the retro establishments of the city. Uh, people saying death to the emperor or the emperor as whatever, how you pronounce it, Leon Alexander. Everybody is running around the city, uh, trashing as much as they can. And uh, the building is starting to go alight. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. All right, everybody down the stairs as quickly as possible. Arthur, uh, what did you do deck. this time? I did not do anything. The whole city's ablaze. You said that there were people we after you in this town. Yes, but they're after the whole damn city and the bourgeoisie. The whole town's on fire. I wouldn't warrant that. They would just hang Less me. Less talking, more running. Um, and I grabbed Giuseppo. You guys took long enough to discuss this, but the, the fight about politics before leaving a burning room. Um, everybody take one wound. <laughs> Everyone take one wound except for... Um, Q and Giuseppo, because Q left to grab Giuseppo, and he was, uh, he was spared the flames. So, you guys, uh, are leaving the room. You guys see there's flames to the left, uh, down the hallway, and the right way is also covered in flames. However, um, if you remember layout of the building, uh, there are two very distinct paths. One of them is going to be closer to the middle of the building. It would be safer, but would be much longer because it's a long, winding staircase. Because the Montaigne don't know anything about practicability. The left one is going to lead straight outside much faster, although it's also around the edge of the building and would be the highest target for flames. Which one do you choose? I think we try to go directly outside. I don't want to get caught in the building with the mobs. So you guys make your way uh, down the staircase, or through the hallway down the staircase, and when you reach uh, the first landing, you'll notice uh, two very large peasants blocking your path, and between them is the familiar, uh, familiar face of the servant from the bathhouse. She steps forward and says, Well, well, where do we think we are going? I'm just gonna try and run past them. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna fucking touch this bitch. <laughs> so she takes. Um, so the the pe- the peasants block your way. Let's see. It's gonna be a hard race to get past them, but let's see how you do. That is going to be. Um, let's make that. So that's gonna be resolve plus athletics. Not great at either of those things. Um, maybe you should have talked your way out of it first. I don't know what to tell you. Play your strengths. <laughs> Do they have any weapons? Yeah, they have pitchforks, and it's going to be at least five raises to get past these people. I, I mean, we'll see if you can do it. It's going to be, uh, 
two wounds sustained from the pitchforks and the surrounding fire for a zero. You can escape one wound for one raise. You can escape uh, all the wounds but not get passed for two raises. For three raises, you can uh, get you can sort of get by them and not make it very far, but you'll you know make some progress. And anything above that, you can just shoot right past them and leave your friends behind. How many raises did you get? Um, I got two raises. All right. So can Arthur help them? Um, Arthur, you may um, you may absolutely try to help, but I will say it's a cramped hallway, and um, it's still going to be difficult to help in in this cramped, flaming hallway. I mean, I was just going to try to brawl with them to get. Oh, give if you guys want to start a fight, you can absolutely start a fight. I mean, if that's what you want to do here. I mean. It sounds like it's going to be hard to get out of this without some sort of physical altercation since Q's trying to thrust her way past, or their way past pitchforks. So, yeah, I guess I'm just going to add my six-footness to this situation and see where it goes. <laughs> um, all right, so. I love that you worded um, it like servant. that because Q is 5'11", <laughs> and it kills them that they're not six foot, and I love that <laughs> you just happened to mention that. <laughs> I mean, he's also like a. Oh soldier. no, no, no! He's I mean, like definitely like... like much bigger built than Q. Like Q is not, but it's just <laughs> that that alone is just it, it's the cinnamon topography. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the servant girl um is holding the little book that uh that she had at the bathhouse, and uh she opens it up as Q tries to struggle past the guards. Uh, everyone can see Q's name in there with a check mark, along with all the other nobles that are currently in the city that they know are in the city because they all visited the bathhouse and whatever else and where they would likely to be staying. Um, she very clearly was happy to see that you were here as part of the plan that just happened to be tonight. Um, as the revolution rages outside, fire starts consuming the building. Q does not actually take uh, any any wounds, although they're also unable to get all the way past. The uh, the servant girl says, "Well, if that's what we're resorting to, then," uh, and takes out uh, takes out a short sword, identical, in fact, exactly identical to the one from the knife shop that Sinead found earlier. Um, <clears throat> she also is holding uh, various smaller knives around her waist that she can use for throwing, also similar to the knife shop owner um, who happened to have revolutionary knives. And Giuseppo pulls out his rapier. He is perfectly okay with dispatching some peasants in the name of the greater good for him and his friends. And Arthur, six feet of you, walk towards uh, the, the pitchforks and the flames and the guards to try and start a fight. And that is where we're ending the session in the French Revolution.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.